What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott, coming at you live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. And I know you guys are kind of in the habit, maybe a lot of you regular listeners who are just used to skipping through the intro here, but I want you to hold on for just a second, okay? I got, I got something I want to show you. But anyway, I'm super excited about today's episode. Returning guest, Corey Higgs, chilling in the back, waiting very patiently while I get through all the business. But uh, just one of the most prolific and just hardworking freedom fighters out there. Just always awesome to catch up, man. So... Real quick, you guys, I just want to tell you real quick how you can follow and support the show. As you know, Rebunk.News is the website, but I'm going to get to the really cool stuff first. So everybody's jumping on this Trump mugshot thing, right? Everybody's putting out merch with the Trump mugshot. Everyone's trying to capitalize on the Trump mugshot, making millions of dollars everywhere, you know, with the Trump mugshot thing. And I, I finally caved. I finally caved. And Corey's probably just staring at me like, what the hell? Yeah, I finally caved and I got some merch with the Trump mugshot on it, but... You're going to like this. I want you guys to all go order one of these shirts. Okay, you ready? Oh, oh hold on. Rebunk.news forward slash shirts. There you go. It's the wanted. It's a Trump mugshot wanted for vaccine genocide. Look at that. I know we've been selling a few of these, you guys. And I appreciate you guys at the bottom, but everybody needs one of these in their collection. It's going to be, it's perfect. Just imagine this. Imagine the scenario. You're going to walk it out public. You're walking out in public. And then all of these like screwball lefties are going to look at the top of the image and see wanted Donald Trump. That would be like, Yes. And then their eyes are going to scroll down and they're going to see for vaccine genocide. And then their brains are just going to glitch out. They won't understand what's happening. Nobody's going to understand what's happening. The Trump people are going to freak out. The lefties are going to freak out. It's just going to be perfect all around. Okay. Wanted for vaccine genocide. Get your Donald Trump exclusive mugshot rebunked shirt at rebunk.news forward slash shirts. Fantastic. Now, also, I want to show you guys this real quick. So I got this shirt. Compliance is violence, right? Flip it on them. They're always running around, burning down cities, saying silence is violence. Well, I say compliance is violence. The more you comply, the more you die. Oh, that's a good shirt right there. Oh, I'm going to write that. I'm going to. Ryan, Amanda, if you guys are listening, if you comply, you die. Let's make a shirt right now. You guys ready? Let's do it. Hopefully, you guys are watching and listening. Okay. If you comply, comply equals or something like that. Comply and die. Right. That's how it goes. But anyway, I ordered this myself. I went like a regular customer, ordered this shirt off my shirt shop because as all this COVID stuff is ramping up, I'm going to be wearing this shirt everywhere. Compliance is violence. The more you comply, the more you die. Represent. So you can get that at the shirt shop too. Compliance is violence with the rebunk.news at the bottom so you can tell people where they can get their own copy of the shirt. The shirt shop's on fire. Of course, we've got censorship kills. we got the classic Beavis shirt. we got women's shirts. All these styles are in the women's shirts as well. we got hats, stickers. Go get loaded up on rebunk gear and represent. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. Um, also, just real quick, the, the Substack is on fire, you guys. Thank you so much for all of your support over there. It's totally free. You just go to rebunk.substack.com or at rebunk.news. You'll see the link right there. You can just enter your email. You'll be on the newsletter list. Pretty much just using it as a newsletter to notify people about when I'm going live. You know, you can see a little preview of each episode that's coming up, all the links where you can find, like all Corey's work here, for example, for today's show, all the affiliate links right here, ways that you can support the show and yourself at the same time. Um, there is like a $5 a month subscription tier or $50 a year. Totally not necessary, but that does help the show if you feel so inclined. If you get any value out of the show, just sign, just subscribing to the Substack as a paid subscriber is a great way. Five bucks a month, like nothing. Dropping the hat really helps with everything that goes on here. You know what I mean? Uh, 
So then what we're going to do is I think that's pretty much it. I mean, you guys know the routine. Richard Grove's autonomy course are about to start season 10. Oh, this is back at rebunk.news. Uh, season 10 of autonomy is about to start. Just click that link, go through the obstacle course and see if autonomy is good for you. I went through season eight, loved it. Still a very valuable tool in my tool belt. Can't recommend it enough. You guys need to try it. TRS, truth, TRS, heavy metal detox, truth, TRS.com. Fantastic. I've used it on and on for a long time. Great stuff. Um, there's a link to the t-shirt shop there. And then the give, send, go. If you just want to drop a tip in the tip jar, you can head over to the give, send, go link right there on rebunk.news. Um, you know, the social media is I'm pretty much at rebunk news everywhere t.me forward slash rebunk news on telegram and that's pretty much it guys oh make sure that you're following on the podcast player too particularly like apple Podcasts. leave a five star don't even need to leave a review just five stars just put the five star button if you do leave a review i keep an eye on them periodically and i'll try and shout you out where i can but anyway guys that's pretty oh i wasn't even sharing my screen but anyway whatever you guys get the drift you guys get the drift you know what i'm saying uh well thank you guys so much and uh yeah let's get this party started so without further ado my boy in the house, Corey Haig. What's going on, man? How's it going? Good, dude. How are you? So so good to catch up, man. So how's your summer been? What you been uh, up to, dude? You've been, been all over the pretty, place. Pretty nonstop. Um, yeah. went to, so I, uh, I go to the Rainbow Gathering every year, which is the longest running anarchist society in the world. Although there is a comp competitor for that. There's this town in Spain that people keep bringing up to me, but... Mm. But as far as I know, it's the longest running anarchist society in the world, 50 years, over, just over 50 years running. And um, even though they might not know the philosophy of anarchy so well, they live anarchy. And, um, and so it's, it's a fun place to be and, and to um, explore what that means, living in anarchy today and having a bunch of other people around you doing the same thing. It's pretty interesting how, how we develop what what comes out of the rainbow gathering. Although I also think that it's, um, it's on the decline. I think it's falling apart really? for a lot of reasons. So we need, we need people to come to rainbows. So I did that. I went to pork fest, mm. uh, went to Jack fest and a bunch of points in between did, uh, two or three like other festivals with, uh, the other half of me, the, uh, the, uh, sacred fire and, um, music festival kind of community. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just a bunch of bunch of other stuff kind of just hopping from place to place over the summer. And that's so cool. Well, I kind of I mean, I want to ask you some questions about those because it's so fascinating. We've kind of talked offline about some of this stuff. But OK, so, for example, the Rainbow Gathering. Right. So this is a good case study in, you know, mass adopting some sort of system of anarchy. Right. No masters, no slaves. So when you say it's in the decline, like how would you characterize that? What does that look like? And And then like what would we how would we course correct in something like that? Cause let's say we were living in a society where there was no masters, no slaves. And then all of a sudden things are starting to decline. And if there's no masters, no slaves, what do we do? So what, what would be your characterization of first of all, it's how really, it, the decline is? It's really hard to define that, to be honest. Yeah. It's like when you have 10 people in a room that are truly sovereign beings that are not like working off of somebody else's mind, uh, you know, not, not just another drone, when you have 10 people who are sovereign that are living in that way and they come together, um, it takes more time to actually like come to a conclusion. We have a 100% consensus model at Rainbow. That means that mm. anybody who shows up to one of our councils to determine anything is welcome to come. As long as you're not a cop with a badge and a gun on, you can sit in the council. And what that means is that it just takes us a really long time to figure anything out. 
Um, but we do it in a better way because of that. We know each other better. It's a more intimate process. We know that what we really want is coming out at the end of it. And so in the same way, when you have 10,000, 20,000, there's 2 million people on the planet that have been to a rainbow gathering. But, you know, let's say that there like 10,000 people show up for a, a, a one gathering. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to define what characteristics are involved in the decline in a in a really concretized way. I have my own opinions and things about that, what's going on. But um, but if you ask somebody else, they might say it's in decline for other reasons. Although mm. there seems to be a consensus view that in a lot of ways it is in decline. So my personal view of, of why that is, is because um, we have a ma- master apprentice model. If somebody's, if mm. the master of some part of the gathering of how we put it together, it refuses to teach um, then we lose that. If mm. we don't have enough apprentices, we lose what the master has to teach. And so the older generation, the people that started the rainbow gathering in 1972 are dying or they're just not coming back or they have disabilities that prevent them from coming back. And so the younger generation isn't learning a lot of the stuff, not just like how to do things, but why we're doing it. Um, and what, you know, how do we deal with police when the police come and act like the tyrants that they are and push us around? What's the best way going forward to deal with them? Well, there's a lot of there's um, so many thoughts regarding this in the rainbow gathering. But um, but really, it's like. I don't know, a disconnect. I was talking yesterday about it and I said that the main problem is the fact that our identity has been fractured. So like Mm. the rainbow gathering has this really fractured identity. Now it's not just one thing. It's not even just 10 things. It's like Mm. everybody thinks we're doing something totally different. Some people think we're an activist group. Some people think that we're just a bunch of hippies that go to the woods to smoke pot. Some people think that we're like, uh, um, some like spiritual enlightening group that comes to enlighten the entire planet by, by doing our prayer for peace. Some people think that we are, um, that we're none of these things that we're just like free people who chose to go to the woods together and hang out. Some people come from the grateful dead family. Um, you know, there's a lot of different like views. And so the identity, the group identity has been fractured. I think in a lot of ways it's been fractured by the CIA. It's like their number one tactic to destroy a group. And and there's a lot of other stuff. The woke leftist like mentality is deep in there. Almost Mm. everybody that I talk to not everybody, but almost everybody that has that, that is vocalizing what their political position is or whatever at the rainbow gathering. They're almost always like, Oh, I'm, I'm on the left and all these righties or whatever. And it's like, uh, yeah, but you're living anarchy here, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So you're not left or right. You're not any of this shit. You're just you're living anarchy, but you think you're a leftist, so that you 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 puke out all this like leftist kind of like ideologue like nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but you you come here and you live as an anarchist where you respect everybody's boundaries. You don't tell anybody that they have to do what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're you're a leftist on the outside. But inside the rainbow gathering, you're an anarchist just like the rest of us living it. And so there's a lot of leftist stuff there. The the um, transgenderism to to vaccines, to all that stuff. Actually, in 2020, the vaccines uh, were the cause of a huge rift in the family. 
um, where 13 or so people decided that they were going to go online and make this like fear mongering thing. They controlled all the Facebook groups and all this stuff. And, and so they, they prevented thousands of people from coming to the gathering because they, they terrified them. They were like, if you go to this, you're going to die. And if you go to this, the cops are going to do crazy stuff to you. If you go, the, the natives are going to come and do things to you and, and they don't want you there. And so it wasn't even just about vaccines. They like used every method possible. They told us, they said, you, you're not allowed to do a rainbow gathering like anybody's in control. Um, and, uh, you know, tried to tried to be tyrants, basically, authoritarians. Interesting. And, well, um, no surprise and we there. We gathered anyway. We gathered anyway in 2020. We gathered up in yeah. Idaho with over a thousand people came to that, uh, which is small for a national gathering. But still, a thousand people said, hell no, I'm going. Yeah. And so the rainbow has a lot of rifts in it as identity problems. Um, it has some more like, uh, like I said, like master apprentice, like learning, uh, uh, systematic, systematic problems with how we move forward. Um, but overall it's still a wonderful experience. And anybody who goes to a rainbow gathering is still going to have a wonderful experience almost for sure. Just you yeah. know, if you don't want to be around alcohol, don't stand at front gate, come into the gathering. That's my only yeah. advice. You're going to have a great gathering. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Yeah. I just want to take a moment to shout real, shout out real quick. So if yeah. we talked about the t-shirts and I'm sorry, dude, total sidetrack, but we talked about the t-shirts in the beginning, you guys, I just want to tell you how cool this t-shirt shop is that, that we work with uh, big frog t-shirts in Beaverton. Like Amanda, one of the designers there is literally listening to the show right now. That's when I, and when I was like, Hey, can if you guys are listening? Can you guys make this shirt? And Amanda's like, yeah, no problem in the chat. So it's like, they're, 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 they're one of us. So not only are you supporting the show, but you're supporting an awesome Liberty minded shirt shop out of beaverton oregon in the belly of the beast so thanks amanda shout out to the crew over there so anyway sorry i just had i just had to say that so um interesting so you know i love the idea so i think that the idea of anarchy as depicted in like the mainstream culture the media is what you know most people would assume is like the leftist kind of antifa kind of mentality right but that's like the complete opposite of it one of the coolest distinctions i heard is that those people are considered like micro tyrants each one of them in their own right is a tyrant because they're trying to exert their will on others which goes against every principle of like an anarchistic type of culture can you kind of expand on that a little bit about what the mainstream culture's view of anarchy is versus what you believe and what what the true kind of impetus of anarchy actually is Sure. So anarchy comes from anarchon. Anarchon literally means no rulers. It means that I am a self-determined being. I choose for myself what actions, thoughts, words come out of my mouth, what I do with my life force energy, what I am. That's all determined by me. That's what anarchy means. So somebody who goes and throws a brick through a window and says, anarchy, you know, mm -hmm. eh, hail Satan. No, that's not anarchy. Anarchy is uh, more closely related to um, I will not trample on you if you don't trample on me. If you do trample on me, then I might take some sort of action to prevent that violence upon my life. But besides that, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm not going to murder, assault, rape, trespass, or steal from you, which are the only five true crimes in existence mm -hmm. because those are the only five things that can produce a victim. So if I don't do those things to you and you don't do those things to me, we might be anarchists. Mm -hmm. But the second that you come into my life and you try to tell me you have to get a vaccine or we're going to take your stuff like they did in Boston in 1850, they already set the precedent for um, for mandatory vaccines in this country. 
1850, the, a, a policeman and a nurse went door to door in Boston and they said, get this vaccine or we're going to take all your stuff. Guess what? That's not anarchy. That's tyranny. Mm-hmm. It's the exact opposite. And each of those cops and each of those nurses that went door to door, making that political stance happen, making those politicians' words valid, those people are the culpable ones, not the politician. There's evil people everywhere. Yeah. There's evil people everywhere, and we're never going to get rid of them. It's the people who are good-hearted that choose. Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this anyway because it was just orders, or I'm gonna do this anyway because of whatever. They give up their anarchist right. They mm-hmm. they give up their their sovereignty, their self determinism. So they they're no longer anarchists. So somebody throwing a brick through a window, or somebody you know in a hospital jabbing somebody with the vaccine. It's the same kind of thing for me. And they're not anarchists. They're tyrants, absolute yeah. tyrants. I wouldn't even call them micro tyrants because if they were given more power, they would use that and exert that over more people. They're yeah. all just tyrants. And yeah. so, yeah, if you're an anarchist, you wouldn't tell somebody that they have to go get a jab or not get a jab. Actually, you might inform them. You might say, hey, I have some information. Would you like to have a conversation about it? And then you talk about it. You might put you might pay for a banner to go up on the side of the highway that says, hey, get a vaccine. I have no problem with that, to be honest, if it's a private person paying for that banner because they believe in it. I got no problem with that because they're not telling me what to do. They're sharing advice. But the second that the government's paying for that banner to go up on the highway, it's not called a banner. What's that called? The uh, Uh, billboard. Billboard. Thank you. Yeah. So if the government's paying for a billboard to go up on the highway that says, get your vaccine. Now I have a problem with it. So what is anarchy? It just is like this. If anything presents in your life saying you have to do what I'm telling you to do, whether it's a government, an individual, a group of some kind, whatever it is, if they're saying you have to do what I'm telling you, or there's some sort of repercussion, we're going to do something to you. Well, not only are they not anarchists, they're also coercive tyrants manipulating the situation to get you to do what they want you to do and look around in your life if you see any of this happening you're looking at tyrants if you see it not happening if you see the the exemption from this the person who comes to you in a good way that doesn't want anything from you except to to maybe barter or exchange with you in a good way to share ideas with you in a good way they might be an anarchist they might probably somebody you want to engage with more the second they say, do what I'm telling you to do, well, now they've stepped outside of the bounds. Now they're trying to get you to conform to their authority. Mm-hmm. Now, now now, we're not talking about anarchy. Um, there's a thousand other examples out there, but I think that that does it pretty well. Yeah, that's great, man. That's great. Well, I love I love where, where this conversation is going because I do have some actual questions. I might have some tough, tough questions for you here in a minute because I really want to kind of parse some of this stuff out. Um, but you know, you mentioned, so obviously I can get on board with like assault theft, those things like that. I mean, I'm on board with all of those transgressions that you mentioned, but, uh, I'm having trouble recalling. I remember that just the, the trespass one, like obviously in, in our vernacular, we envision trespasses like, Hey, here's my property line. You step foot on this, that's trespassing. But doesn't in, in this model, the, the idea of trespass encompass like more things than that. Like, isn't it just more than just trespassing on your land? Um, what can you expand on just the, the idea of what what how trespassing is is one of those five you know uh in transgressions that cause harm 
Sure. So a trespass is like, if I create something in the world, you might mm-hmm. trespass upon it by doing something to pervert it or change it mm-hmm. or do something without my permission. That might be yeah. a trespass. Yeah. Now, I don't consider it an assault if somebody comes and touches me on the arm. But legally in our system, that could be an, ass- an assault if it's unwarranted, yep. uh, if there's other factors leading up to this touch, right? I don't consider that to be assault. I consider that to be a trespass upon my body, upon my space. But... Um, Trespass just means that you or the things that you create in the world, going back to the original private property idea, which is that if to own land, to own property, you have to build on it. You have to do something to it to enhance it. And so in the same way, you've done something in the world. You've enhanced the world in some way by your creative um, capacity. And you've put something in the world that wasn't there before. You've done something to the world that that wasn't the way that that, that you made it before. Now, somebody comes along to do something that is without your permission to you and the extension of you, which is your property. Now, anything that they might do to pervert what you've created without your permission, your explicit permission, is a trespass. Um, so it could be prop, it could be a piece of land, but it could also be like um, a statue that you built somewhere that um, is still your, your private property. But um, I mean, it could be a trespass. It could be like, uh, ah, I wrote a book. If somebody were to come along and change the book and then put that out somewhere, there it is then that might be a trespass upon my property. Um, there's other, there's mm-hmm. other uh, values to that as well, but that at least would be a trespass upon my property and thus myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, there is, I mean, there's a lot of gray area in all of this, and it really comes down to like, um, there's a gray area in each of these five, five things. So yeah. like, what is a murder? Is a murder, if you're defending yourself from a rapist and you kill them, is that a murder? Probably not. That's in self-defense, mm-hmm. you know? So there's like all these like things that we can get into that go deeper and deeper and deeper into what they, what each of these mean and where it lies. But I think that really comes down to like your society. So mm-hmm. if we lived in, um, uh, like if you live in India today, uh, if you kill a cow, that's considered to be murder. That's considered to be mm. a true a true crime. If you um, if you live in um, and on the flip side, if you live in China, you can eat a dog. And mm. in the United States, that probably wouldn't go around go 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 so well for you. Uh, might even be able to be considered a crime if you killed a dog to eat it. I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, but it's based on your society a lot and like. At the same time, you could be like me and just kind of a hermit and do your own thing. So all of my, I don't, I don't base any of my morals on my society and I don't base any of my, my rights on what other people told me my rights were in our constitution and even more so in the articles of confederation and even more so in all of the simple common sense understandings that were held by the people who were Whigs, who were as close to like anarchists and, and libertarians as you can get before then, um, The standard is if you stand in a right and your right doesn't impose upon somebody else's, right? Mm -hmm. So if you stand in a right, it is a right. The only wrongs, the only things that are sinful or evil or crimes are things where I have created a victim party. Somebody has been damaged by me. It's called corpus delicti. Mm -hmm. When I have created that, 
now I, I I probably wasn't acting in a right that I have. Like I don't have a right to go and uh, be a mass shooter just because I want to. Right. That's stupidity. I don't have a right to go and hit somebody else's vehicle with mine intentionally because I want to just drive however I want to drive and not pay attention to what's going on around me. These aren't rights. These are things that create victims. You do have a right to your thoughts, what comes out of your mouth and the actions that you have in any case, in any way, forever, as long as you didn't produce a true victim, which somebody's feelings being hurt by what you said is also not a true victim. They actually weren't injured by that. Um, but again, it's like a lot of gray areas. Maybe in 20, 30 years, uh, hopefully I'll be dead if this comes about. But like in 20, 30 years, maybe it will be a true crime to hurt somebody's feelings in this country. It seems to be the way that we're going. So, yeah. oh, you hurt my feelings. Now you got to go to jail because you said the wrong thing to me. Um but yeah, so anyway, that was a long thing yeah. from the trespass. But but you know, there's gray areas in it for for each society that you're in, and it's how, like how you apply it and everything. But for me, I just have me. I don't yeah. care about what the society around me is doing. It's like if I stand in a right because I think it is a right, and I'm going to stand it, then that's that. It turned. It might turn out differently. There's you know, psychopaths out there, but uh, and if they're trying to stand in rights and they're creating victims then that that doesn't work they they violated somebody else i hope i'm getting that across like everybody's yeah. rights are their own individually and you might apply them communally um based on the society that you're in but it, ultimately they are yours you were mm -hmm. born with them you were you were conceived with them the moment that the the new cell was formed with your dna is yours you have it and it's not by anybody but god or nature or whatever your your belief system is something that created what you are that is where you get your rights from yep doesn't exactly. come from some words or some document or some like other person telling you, you you have something no you just have it inherently by being existence itself by yeah. by coming into life yeah um, nobody can take it from you you can only surrender it yourself yeah, that's such a beautiful way to put it, man. And it's so true. You know, I think as long as the sooner people realize that, you know, there's so much liberation in that. That's if we can just everybody get back to that collective mentality of like, you know, these are our rights just by being here. You know, you don't have to surrender them. This is your birthright. This is your existence, your right to existence here. And so that would solve all our problems right there. If people yeah. just fall back on freedom, the freedom that they were born with, that, that the creator has given each one of us, then then all the problems would be solved, right? If people fundamentally understood that within themselves, they would understand understand that within each other. And they, these, we wouldn't have these problems. But I want to, so you mentioned it here. I want to mention this here. And it's funny because my green screen is making it look like your book has holes in it. But this is uh, Unveiling a Better World by Corey David Haig. Fantastic book. I love this book so much. I, I, we, I've had you on the show. I want to refer people back to a previous episode we did. I can't, I don't remember the episode number, but oh, and it's autographed too. Look at that. So cool. Thank you, sir. But <laughs> some of these are, here's, here's one of my favorite ones. It's, I just want to read some of these chapter titles, you know, it just breaks it all down, you know, private ownership of earth and all upon her labor, technology, transportation. And there's one on here. It's called theory and methodology behind a possible militaristic takeover of the nation. I didn't say that here. I didn't, you know, I don't know that, 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 that may, that's probably not even in the book. It's probably not even in the book, but if you want to check it out, you can uh, go to Corey Haig.com H A A G. You can order a copy right there. And uh, there's links to that in the episode description to go to Corey Haig.com where you can get a copy of that book. And I highly recommend each one of you go do that. 
because it's a fan. Look at look at this. This is no joke. This is like a legit book, dude. So congratulations on that. I mean, I just love what you're. I mean, that's just one of many many things that you do, and it's just so impressive. And we'll get into some of that in here in a little bit. But I do I do want to ask you while I got you here because you're such an expert on this stuff. I do have a couple questions about this whole thing, and I'm and I've been racking my brain. And maybe you can help help me understand some of this stuff. So, like, one of the things is like when it comes to trespass specifically, they say, you know, okay, so in our in our current system, like our quote unquote property rights or the rights that we have within that are kind of protected by some sort of like government entity, right? So, for example, like I have my property lines that are defined by like you know the county surveyor or whatever the hell that person's title is. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the county, the state kind of delineates, this is where my property ends and my neighbor's property begins. And that's like enforced by the state. If they come over, I can call the police and the police will come arrest them because they came onto my property. So let's say we were to have no sort of government system. How does like, how philosophically would like the, 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 the idea of where my property ends and where my property begins be enforced? Cause couldn't someone just come in if they had a bigger gun than me or more people than me and just take it? in theory and i would have no recourse nothing i can do no one i can call how, how does that work well we live in a time where everybody's afraid and when yeah. you're afraid and, and and everything is terrifying yeah you're a defenseless critter you're like a little bunny and there's a fox at the hole uh, at the door to your home and and everything is terrifying life is life is horrid but there was a time when there was real men and um, and fear of somebody with a bigger gun didn't come into their head. And if mm -hmm. the, if the, if something did come and present itself in that way, you gather your people together, your tribe, your community, mm -hmm. and you say, hey, danger's on the horizon. Now, if you're a loner like me, you'd probably not have these problems because you'd be a minimalist living in the woods and nobody would want to bother you anyway because you wouldn't have anything to give them. But um, but you're trying to form us a. a, a, a if you're trying to form a, no, nah, I'm putting that the wrong way. If you have a community at a time when there's no government, let's say like in one second, the government's gone, we're free of all of that stuff. And we have to, we have to survive on our own. We don't get any government benefits anymore. We don't get any police. We don't have the military. We don't have any of that stuff. There are what, like 400 million guns in this country. Yeah, uh, like most of them more, are owned by people who've proven themselves to be reliable gun owners, like yeah. that um, have gone through immensely stupid background checks and yeah. uh, and all this stuff. Some folks haven't. The smart folks, who uh, like ghost guns, hey, go to ghost guns and um, you know just get yourself a 3D printer and and go from there. But uh, so. any community in this country unless you're in perhaps like california or like new york city uh chicago all of illinois is like starting to become uh mm -hmm. gun-free zones or whatever i think the, new mexico, the, the governor's that, trying to do it anyway that whole thing so, in new mexico just this last week yeah i don't know if you heard about that but yeah so like it, depending on where you are there will be more or less per capita firearms available but generally speaking we are the most armed country in the world yeah. we are highly highly defensible people so no government doesn't mean they're not, they're not gonna make more bullets mm -hmm. uh the gun companies are private institutions they're gonna keep on rocking and so you can go get a gun at any time if you don't already have one and 
I mean, I have several guns around me right now. Nice. That if anything were to happen, they're close enough that I could just, I could just rock out whatever, <laughs> whatever <laughs> needed to happen. Nice. But, um, but there is, uh, it doesn't matter how much guns are around. It matters the fear. Mm-hmm. People think that like warlords are going to pop up and it'll be chaos and it'll be anarchy. Well, it will be anarchy because people will be free to determine for themselves what course they're going to take with their life without fear of police knocking on their door or knocking in their head. Mm -hmm. And when you really get down to it, like people are only violent because one, they grew up in a situation that was unpleasant and two, because they don't have what they need. Sure. So when you resolve that, and you get back to a place where like people can just live free and, and find for themselves the way of, of living that's best for them without all these codes and regulations and, and all these laws, laws with an S, not the law. And, um, you know, if we just get back to that, then, yeah, you know, somebody might make some there might be some like warlord situation. They get a couple mm-hmm. hundred guys together. They go around. They harass people. This happened in Afghanistan. For those yeah. who don't know, I was, I'm was i a veteran, a combat mm-hmm. veteran from Afghanistan. I was in Afghanistan in 2010, and I saw plenty of warlords walking around with, with troops um, you know, behind them. Never really was too many people. I think it's really hard. It'd, it'd be really hard for people to get like a significant amount of people to really cause like a town any problems. But every once in a while, there was a, a, an issue that came up where these warlords would like come into a town and they would, they would conquer the town in a way. Mm-hmm. I remember in one town we passed through pretty regularly um, for about a week, these warlords had come in and they'd taken over the town. And this town was very friendly to us. The kids always played in the streets next to us. We play music and throw candy. Um, about a week, maybe two weeks went by. The town was totally silent. Everybody's in their homes, you know, doors locked, shutters closed, everything like that. And then one day we're passing through and everybody's out again. All the kids and women are walking around. The men are sitting at the cafes drinking their tea and everything's like right back to normal. Mm, like the weird. day after. Wild. And why was that? Is because the people rose up and killed as mm. many of those, those goons as possible and scared away whoever was left. And so I think it'd be a very rare circumstance that we would be in any real danger from like that kind of that kind of thing um and i think it'd be much more like collaboration and cooperation between people and communities it's like we realize there's nothing that's going to come to our aid what do we do about that most people are peaceable people desire to go and harm others the small portion of the population that does they're gonna have to contend with the most armed to the teeth population in the world that the world has ever seen yeah i mean maybe like the spartans had more spears per capita but we have enormous amount of iron and so many people carry and if there was no government and police more people would carry shit i'd be walking around with a an ar on my back and a uh yeah. you know whatever i needed to if i if it came down to it if i thought there was any chance that my community might come under attack i'd be you know again afghanistan every single man has an ak on his back every single man by a point of pride if we tried to take an ak from a guy one time he got on his knees begged us cried said my wife will not accept me into the home without my gun mm. 
And it's like, yeah, when you live in a circumstance where like warlord might show up, it's potential. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to make, you know, decisions to protect yourself as a community and, and as individuals. So that's fascinating. No, without man. government, we would be fine. We would be we would be more than fine. If government disappeared today, people would have to take responsibility and accountability in their life. They'd have to learn how to trust their neighbors and get to know who they are. They'd have to learn systems of collaboration with their neighbors, their communities, and yeah. build something real again. Nowadays, everybody's so different from one another, so far apart, so apathetic. They don't care, and so they don't have to worry about it. They're yeah. going to get taken care of. The government will send them some money or, yep. uh, you know, if they fall on their ass, the government will help pick them back up, uh, even though they're going to need your your fingerprints, a blood sample, a fucking, you know, give us some semen, uh, you know, tell us everything that that's happened to you since the age of five, uh, then we'll give you a hundred bucks. But, you know, as long as the government's given a hundred bucks, people will do all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. It's just so crazy. Um, I heard a, a good quote, or I don't know if it's a quote, but just an idea of like, you know, the amount of government in any person's life, like in their community is directly proportionate to the morality of that community. So if you live in like a high trust, high, uh, you know, morality, like small town, rural town, you might have like one sheriff that just, you know, shows up to work like six hours a day and just sits there with his, with his little six shooter on his hip. And then he yeah. like, like Andy Griffith type stuff, you know what I mean? And then he goes home and that's it. There's like no crime, no nothing. But then yeah. in the cities where it's just complete chaos and crime and debauchery and there's no morality and it's just complete, just chaos. You know, you have a police on every corner. You've got, you've got government regulations everywhere. You have government right in your face all day long, every day. So to me, that tells me that the, the answer is, is to build high trust, high morality communities. And that would therefore eliminate the need for, you know, government presence at all. Right. And yep. so I, that's another question I wrote down. It kind of ties into what I wanted to ask about what we were talking about earlier. So when you're talking about the rainbow gathering, you know, you have all these different visions for what is going on, like just completely polar opposite ideologies. Can we build some sort of high trust, high morality community with people that share different goals? Or does it, is that kind of one of the prerequisites to community building where we all have to kind of share a similar vision or a goal? I think it's possible you can, you, you know, most of the time these politics, people's people's political notions mm -hmm. are like 1% of who they are, if, even mm -hmm. if they're like super political, right? Yeah. You have all the other components of your life. If you can, with, you know, if I'm talking to somebody who's, uh, you know, I was going to try to describe it, but you know, somebody who's like, is like super deep in the system and, and it, mm -hmm. it just complete stated, uh, transgender, uh, uh, doesn't, doesn't, uh, wants to take everybody's guns away. wants to do all that stuff. Where's right? a NASA somebody shirt? Pretty much Where's on the opposite it? end of the spectrum yeah. from, from me, yeah. uh, which is basically anything about authority. Um, uh, yeah. then, If I if we make an agreement that's like we're not going to talk about politics, we're just going to build this thing in front of us. Mm. We're going to build it together, and we're never going to go into the politics. We're never going to talk about our ideology. We're never going to talk about what we b believe in or or whatever until we get to know each other. Mm -hmm. Until we can understand each other a little bit deeper, just by being around each other and talking about casual things, perhaps. Um, 
sadly, I think this is like almost the only way if you're going to like try to cooperate with somebody on the, uh, you know, politically different these days. So like, oh, we're building we're building a house. If we just focus on the house, maybe we'll get to like each other. And then from there, we can have empathy and then we can get into the stuff. But if you just start off right off the bat, like, <clears throat> oh, I'm a right and you're a left. Oh, uh, and and or I'm a um, uh, what do they call these fascist people today? The uh, uh, anti-fascist and then uh, oh, oh, yeah. I'm a uh, liberal, uh, whatever. Well, if you are trying to have a conversation with somebody who's far on the other side of the spectrum or adjacent on the spectrum and you don't really have much in common, then the moment you open your mouth and say, oh, yes, pro-Trump or, or hate Trump, you're mm-hmm. going to start a, a, a conflict with the other person. And we can't talk today. The talking has gone out the window. If, if we disagree on things, I have to shun you now. So, you know, you know, I'm a left, you're a right. Mm-hmm. You don't think that uh, that global warming is happening. I have to hate you now. I have to hate you and walk away from you. And then I probably have to post a Facebook thing about you and, and share your picture with the world and say how how dirty a person you are. OK, because we can't have a simple conversation anymore that says, oh, you don't think that global warming is real. Huh? Why do you think that? And then the person has the opportunity to speak and to say why global warming is a, a fraud. And then the, the other person says, well, this is why I think it's real. And at the end of conversing, you might have an hour long conversation. At the end, neither party's convinced. You still can just be like copacetic there. You can still be good with each other. You can still care about the other person as a as a piece of life, as humanity. But instead, today, people are going to war with each other over these stupid things that, yeah, I guess like if global warming is real or not, maybe that's a big issue. Um, but in the end, can't you still be like friendly toward another human being? Can't you be yeah. kind? Can't yeah. you be empathetic? Can't you under just take a little bit of space and say, I understand where you're coming from uh, after sitting with you for an hour. I've learned about you a little bit more. Um, so I don't have to throw knives at you. Instead, I can say good luck on your journey. And um, if you want to learn more, you could always find me and, I'll, and we could talk again about this issue. Okay. So, yeah, it's work tough, together, though. I guess, on the okay. really easy stuff. Okay, that's that's great. Well, so you you here's what I took away from that, right? So the solution, here's the solution, right? If we take these very politically active people on the left, like on Twitter, we round up all the lefty, like what's that guy? What's that guy? Uh, Brooklyn Dad, New York, whatever, right? All these crazy lefty tweeters, right? Then we take all the far right people, like Jack Sobic and all these guys, right? And in the interest of built bridging bridging the gap, like we have all have to have the shared. I guess at, we'd have to start with like, let's say we want to have a shared community goal. So we take Brooklyn dad, we take Jack Posobiec, we take them somewhere and we put them all in the same like outfit, same uniform. Right. And we shave their heads and just, and then, and then we put them in a camp and then we put them to work so they can start building together. Okay. Because work will set you free. We have to put them all in camps and put them to work and then, and be like, no politics. You usually talk politics. <laughs> you will be shot. You know what I'm saying? Okay, we put them in camps with barbed wire, no gas chambers. That's a little too far. No, no gas chambers. But then we put above <laughs> above the gate. It says work will set you free. And then after they're done working, they can talk about their political ideologies once they get to know each other a little better. So that yeah. I think that's the solution. That's the solution. <laughs> Literally the solution. 
God. Yeah, it's the like final. What do you, the, the, the what almost do, you do final about solution. people who just like refuse to cooperate <laughs> in any way whatsoever? I mean, yeah. they'd probably go for this. To be honest, they're 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 dumb enough. If the state said, "Hey, we got this fantastic retreat for you over here. It's behind this <laughs> uh, this, this chicken wire," they'd yes. get there. <laughs> yes, we can't call it a camp. We'll just call it a retreat. There you go. I yeah. like that a lot. Better, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Work will set you free, folks. That's it. <laughs> Man, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, dude. Um, yeah. So, and actually, that kind of that kind of answered what my other question. I kind of was talking about. Okay, well, here's another one that's kind of along this this line. So, the idea of anarchy, like we said, the cultural kind of view of it is like the crazy antifa people. So, how can we affect culturally? How can we, you know, perpetuate the? And then there was that like HBO show, like making fun of anarchists and everything. You know what I mean? Like, how do we take back the culture when it comes to this and kind of reframe in people's minds that anarchy is about like love and like building a beautiful new world. And it's not like this destructive, like, uh, you know, just like black lipstick and like tattoos, throwing shit through windows. Like, how do we affect the culture to kind of reframe people's vision of what anarchy actually is? Well, it's the same. It's the same answer as how do we do anything to correct the imbalances and the um, the disease within our society? That is our society, which is you have to prove the model. You have to build it, live it, show it, prove it. Um, once it's proven, it's replicatable, uh, replicable. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we have to come together as the people who know how to do it uh live it together show others how to do that which i think we're doing this in part i think that you know by coming and by by the the explosion of uh you know alternative news uh media and sources like rebunked um allows people to see that there's other ways and other options but then again what happens we get censored uh Liberty Uncensored's Twitter has been 333 people for like months now. Like, you know, we, it's, so censorship is, um, it's just, I don't want to go too far off on that, but you know, basically we have to show it. However we got to do it. We got to get there. We have to show that it works. If we can't show people the better alternative, then they're never going to know. So, you know, we could be living in an ideal, I, the idyllic environment. You know, we could be in Walden. I don't know if you don't know Henry David Thoreau's Walden yeah, sure. or, or B.F. Skinner's Walden 2, which is a more like behaviorist model of mm. that. I encourage people to read Walden 2. It's pretty interesting how he goes about doing that. But um, but we live in this idyllic Walden uh, Eden environment. But if nobody else sees it, it doesn't change much of the world. And we might still be affected by a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. So... So, yeah, there's um, I think that's where we're having the problem, uh, the middle two. There, which is we have to together improve the model, which is all about like community building and then people having accountability, responsibility and trust with each other and building that and holding strong in that space, having fortitude and then being able to represent that to the world, considering that there's censorship, there's people who want to remain private, there's um, all sorts of blocks to our ability to get information out to a very large amount of people. Mm-hmm. But if we do it systematically, 
like grassroots, you know, we go from small hub and expand in that area to make it bigger and another small hub over here and we expand to make it bigger and another small hub over here and we expand to make it bigger and we collaborate between the hubs. Then I think we can achieve it really quite simply uh, as long as people remain in fortitude with the mission. Um, if they break apart because, you know, if I've seen communities fall apart because people don't do the dishes. Okay. You know, if you, if you see, if you're in a community right now and you see the dishes need to be done, just go do them. Yeah. Go do the dishes. Don't try to use your authority over somebody else and say, you do the dishes. Or if there's a model where you have like a chore list or whatever, and the person who's supposed to do that isn't doing the chores, maybe they don't belong there anymore, Mm -hmm. but don't fall apart. Don't let communities fall apart where your free people collaborating together in anarchism and agorism, uh, vanuism, whatever it is, stay, stay the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay and, and, on. You know, and I love that. I love that. We will, we will find that the world can be changed. Yeah. I love that. You like that idea of like small, medium and, uh, uh, high level or what is it? Density agorism, right? It's the, the new libertarian manifesto, S E K third. That's a great little quick read. You guys can all get to kind of consume a lot of this information where it talks about that's the solution is we just start in our own little communities. And then as these pockets kind of pop up throughout the community, we can kind of band together and it just kind of grows and expands outward. You know, I, I just love that idea, man. That's so on the, cool. on the same point. Did I ever, did we ever talk about the warriors of the rainbow lodge? No, hit me with that. Okay, so the Warriors of Rainbow Lodge for me is my ultimate goal in this world. While I'm alive, okay. this is my biggest mission. Oh, you just made and, a post about it, so tell tell me about it though. Yeah, we, yeah. I just, so, I saw this, it's, um, so this is on uh, you guys. If you guys go to uh, oh, libertyuncensored.substack.com, it's uh, it, I already had uh, my buddy Corbett. Shout out to Corbett. He was uh, he told me that he read this article. I re I re restacked it on my little Substack, and he was like, "Whoa, this is really cool." So nice. tell us about it. Yeah. So the War Lodge. Um, which a lot of people have not liked that name, especially in the hippie crowds. Uh, they're like the war lodge. We're not at war. And I've said multiple times, we're definitely in a war right yeah. now. It's a war for our very souls, our genetics, our progeny, our livelihoods, everything about life right now. We are in a war. It's just that maybe you're not recognizing that you're already in it. But, um, but in any case, it's not spelled W a R it's spelled W O R the warriors okay. of the rainbow lodge. And it's a tying together of a lot of different principles and philosophies and different types of people. So you have the prophecies of the warriors of the rainbow, not of the rainbow family, but of the warriors of the rainbow, which are a group of people who will be born into bodies that will come and they will heal the earth. Uh, The Navajo Hopi prophecy of the whirling rainbow um, is the one that I refer to most often. Um, Now, we take that prophecy, we say, yeah, that's a great mission statement. That is what we should be doing, healing the earth and all upon it so that we might live in a better situation and we might make it better for our children. And then we apply all these other different components to it, like the non-aggression principle and anarchism and agorism and all these other things that we've been talking about. We apply it all in there and then we pump it into a social club. We take all that information and all that good stuff and we put it into the 501c7 model social club, but we never incorporate because you don't need to. We don't need to make a contract with the government. We can live the system, the model, but we don't have to beg for the government to help us or to hurt us in any way. So our member lists are private. Our financials are private. 
The government cannot look at it unless they get a serious warrant, which means they would have to show that we're doing something illegal. And we're not going to do anything illegal as the club because everything that we're about is collaboration between individuals for higher learning, for the practice of anarchy, for the practice of um, uh, upliftment of, of our members' lives. Now, the Warriors of the Rainbow Lodge Social Club, the lodge, is what I consider to be the most potentiated model that can change the world really fast, really, really quickly. It can be like a, a brush fire because we can prove that model. Like we were saying, you prove the model by, uh, you know, you first you come together, then you live it, you prove it, uh, replicate it, right? You show it to the world, you prove it, you replicate it. So we can do this very, very simply because um, the model has already been proven to succeed. So motorcycle clubs, um, Moose Lodge, Elk Lodge, Rotary Club, Masons, Lions Club, um, all these groups, they're all based on this fraternal and social club organization. What we're doing is we're taking the model that has been proven to succeed and we're applying it to, because we can write our own bylaws. We can determine how our society is going to function. So in the bylaws, which are nine pages long and they're pretty simple. It says that you operate by 100% consensus. Uh, each chapter is an autonomous body. Um, there's um, basically we bring it down to the point where every single member of this organization of this, of this group is the determining factor for what the group does. Um, so basically nothing happens that is outside of the purview of every single member. Mm. And, um, and it's also about building that accountability, that responsibility, and that trust by building these things. We can have a society of people, individuals that can actually count on each other to be there and to work toward a common goal. So there's a prospecting period. There is, um, um, a certain uh, amount of dues that every single member has to pay every single month. It shows your investment in the organization. And it also brings us the finances that we need to build things and do things together. So in every way in the almost uh, seven years since I founded the Warriors of the Rainbow Lodge officially, uh, you might say I have had thousands and thousands of hours of meetings with people to determine what, what would make it better from all different walks of life, from freedom community people to the rainbow family, to um, entrepreneurs and business uh, minded people to every type of people out there. And what I feel like I have now is nine pages of pure gold and the bylaws determine what happens in, in the lodge entirely. It determines the way that we um, deal with people who've been violent to someone in, in our spaces. It determines how, like, do we ever call the cops for anything? Mm. It determines um, how we elect people to positions where, of managerial authority. Like, do how do we do that? And how do we trust and create a capability for that? And, um, and it, it tells us everything. And so... After talking with, I don't even, I, I, I couldn't know how many people, I feel like what I've come with, down to is this pure gold thing. And in New Hampshire, they have a lot of social clubs for like freedom people. Um, they got libertarian social clubs like the Quill. They got uh, other ones. So these things are already happening. 
people are becoming aware that, oh, the social club is the way to go. But they're not doing it perfectly by my by my standard, because they're still like those libertarians uh, over there doing the quill, incorporating their their social club, meaning they're giving authority to the government to regulate them. We need to step out of the system. We can take the best parts of everything, put it all in one thing and build something new. And we have to ignore the government. Basically, we have to ignore all the institutions that be so that we can focus on building the new. Mm -hmm. If we give attention, if we give energy to those people that are sitting there uh, in their high judges chairs with their black robes on, then we're more likely to get punished for a crime that's not a crime. If we give attention to politicians, we're more likely to be succumbing to the fact that like all of our money's being exported to Ukraine right now. Mm -hmm. Tons of money just being given to Ukraine right now. Um, and every other thing when I, so without going too far on, on tangents here, yeah, the social club, I believe is the way that we save the world. Perfect, man. How, how can people learn more about that? Is it just through the, the Substack post or where would you direct people for that? Um, I would say for right now, because uh, so there's been two iterations of the lodge in the past with upwards of about 50 members and many, many different properties. But um, where we're at now with it is I am looking for a team of people that want to build this with me on an equal basis and build it really, 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 really strong. Um, people who are diehard, liberty-oriented people that uh, want to live live all this stuff directly with other people like myself. Mm -hmm. And so the next phase is just to go and uh, purchase a clubhouse. I'll go anywhere in the country, purchase a clubhouse. We, we lift it up. We make it. We make the model, um, see if it's going to succeed. And then from there... And also, this is a private club, so we don't have website. We don't, you know, we're more private than the Hell's Angels, and Hell's Angels are pretty, pretty private, you know. So we're a private organization. We prospect people to make sure that they're not three-letter agency, you know, people. And there's a lot more to it that I will yeah. never say to anybody who doesn't yeah. become a member. There you go. So um, That's awesome, man. the idea is the idea is that through our exclusivity, we will be inclusive. So like. Yeah. All this exclusivity that I might make by saying it's private and there's stuff I won't say. When you come into the fold, then you're an equal portion of that exclusive organization. You're an equal part of the pie. And yeah. then from there, when it's two, when it's 10, when it's 50 of us, we're all working out what's the best way to make this thing happen. I will never share information about other members publicly i will never share information about what we do inside the club and nobody will ever hear come out of my mouth anything that has to do with our internal operations in the club and that's the standard for anybody else who comes in a lodge so we're a very private organization um and by being so we protect all of our our members our assets our 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 missions everything like that and um and so if you want to find out more, uh, the best way really is just to contact me through that Substack uh, app. Cool. But also uh, find me anywhere online. You can contact yeah. me. My phone number is literally like pasted all over the Internet. So cool. yeah, um, and there, there's so you can literally just call me as well and you could say, hey, I, I saw this video or I, I, um, I read your Substack article or I heard from somebody. And if you reach out to me in an email and any of my emails, any of my places, whatever, and you mention the Warriors of the Rainbow Lodge, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to send you that compatibility test that's on that Substack. Mm 
And because it just makes it easier, it's, it, it, it pushes through all that conversation that, we, that might take us months. And it says, where do you stand on all these different issues? If you're not an anarchist, I guarantee you, you are not going to fit inside of this model. It won't work for you. That's not to say that I don't, you know, empathize with you or, or care about your, your life and I hope wish you all the best. But it says that we're not going to work well together if you can't live anarchy. And that's what there we're trying go. to build. That's amazing, dude. Right on. Well, I know you got to go. It's the top of the hour. Um, oh, yeah. I, I was going to stick around a little bit and just keep the show going. I can talk a little to the people about uh, the newspaper. Is there any final thoughts you want to leave about that? Liberty Uncensored newspaper? Um, I, can, I, I can give you uh, 10 more minutes. How does that sound? Okay. I'll talk about yeah. the newspaper. Totally. Let's do it. Um, so, yeah, and this is really important, actually. So um, the newspaper has uh, basically uh, – it's been reduced now to almost almost nothing. The problem that we are facing right now is that we are not getting advertisers from from the Liberty community. We don't advertise just anybody. Um, so like somebody who's just like a realty company that's, you know, would advertise in anything. We don't advertise them. The only people that have been going inside of this paper up to date are people that are uh, and businesses and organizations that really care about freedom. And everything that they do is putting out in some way to the reader how they can gain more freedom in their life. And I have not been able to print an issue of our paper in like three or four months now, four months now that we're in September. So, yeah. so the problem for is, is, is real. Uh, myself and Kenny Palantano, we put a lot of money into this project and that now we don't have the means to do that. Even if we wanted to, we can't continue to hold up this, this thing by ourselves. And I've reached out to tons of advertising uh, potentials in the Liberty community and have gotten very little, very, very, very little. We take sponsorships, we take donations, we take advertisers, we take all that stuff, but without any of it, we're not going to be able to print the paper. So the Substack is running for Liberty Uncensored. I, I don't even make the, I, I didn't even for the past two months make a digital form of the newspaper. Um, and it's, it's sort of breaking my heart because I really thought that this idea would run pretty, pretty well because we only advertise those Liberty oriented people. We're not mixing it up with a bunch of other stuff. We deliver it free to the public and mass door to door, all at our own cost. And then, and then we, um, uh, don't have any overhead like any other newspaper agency. Everything is remote and every, all of our writers are voluntarily writing. All of our distributors are voluntarily distributing. And so our costs are extremely low. So our starting advertising cost is $12 per column inch. You're never going to find that in any newspaper of similar quality to what we're offering. Um, you might find it in like a, in a paper where like they like, like a uh, New York times might have a spot where you could pay $10 and get just a small, like, two sentence line in there kind of thing. Yeah. But that's because they're the New York times. And if you're a Liberty oriented business, you're probably not going to get approved inside of that paper anyway. And if you are, um, there's 10 million things for people to see in that. So the visibility of your ad doesn't go very far. People might see it. They might not. They're going to go to wherever they're interested in reading, but in a, in a paper like mine, which is 12 pages big, and you get a one inch by 3.33 inch size ad, it's super visible, especially since most of the content is actually uh, uh, is authors writing things in there. So your ad sticks out. So 
it's been very hard to, to explain this to people in a way that makes them understand. We are offering at Liberty Uncensored Newspaper the greatest potential return on investment for advertising costs if you're a liberty-oriented business because we deliver specifically to liberty-oriented readers and also to the wider public. We put it out on email lists that go everywhere. We do a lot of stuff like that. So I feel a little bit um, uh, worn worn out by this process because I put a lot of energy into this paper, a lot of yeah, love into this did. paper, and um, and I'm seeing it kind of falling away. And nobody from the community is coming through to boost it up. And um, well, not nobody. There's there's a few folks like yourself who've been in support of the paper the entire time. So like, there's a few folks, but nobody new is coming in, and we need we need new because we have to we have to look at the bottom line so that we can succeed in doing this. So um, I don't want to sound like uh, like uh, you know salty over this, but it's a little bit salty of an issue for me. Yeah, um, I'm really hoping that uh, somehow we come out of this. So my new my new methodology for the paper to make it succeed is I'm going to uh, go to advertisers and with a contract that says, I will not print an ad that you purchase until um, I get all the advertising space for the next issue covered. So that means that I need to cover um, whatever it comes out to. It's like $6,200 in advertising space in the paper before I will print. And what that guarantees to the advertiser is this. With that money coming in, I can make a much larger print right away on that first month. I can make a much larger print. So let's say I get this this uh, the all the advertising space covered um, over the next two months, and let's say that I'm I'm printing uh, what would that be in December, I guess. So let's say the next issue gets printed in December with the backing uh, of that amount of money. I can print. Um, a lot of a lot of papers i can get it distributed to a lot of different places and so i'm hoping that that will in, encourage more um people to advertise in it from the liberty community but also my new methodology is i am going to go to whoever for advertisements which kind of sucks um i did not want to do that um uh so um yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. If okay. uh, if if folks from the Liberty community want to support this because they think it's a good idea, then it runs. If they don't, then it probably will. Will I'm probably going to allow it to to pass on and and move into the nether world of all the the failed projects that have come and gone. And but yeah. you've got lots of successes, man. You've got a lot. Of, I got a, I got a success right here in my hand. You know what I mean? Like like you're yeah. you're you've done some awesome stuff. And there's I'm not I'm not giving hope up hope on you yet. Um, Corey, thank you so much, man. I'll let you go here. I'll probably keep the show going for just a little bit more. I got some other stuff I was going to talk about, but uh, yes, man, thank you so much. I'll even pull up the website here and I'll go over and show how people can book an advertising appointment and do all that stuff. And, uh, but yeah, man, just keep up the great work. Thank you for oh. all you're doing. You're a big inspiration for just um, the amount of just effort you put into this and just uh, lots of love, man. So I'll just talk to you awesome. soon. Hey, I much take it easy thanks to all the viewers that come out and, and viewers that come out and watch this and and blessings to all of you blessings all right Corey. take it easy man all right bye-bye all, right. all right there you go there's Corey. Corey's the man you guys like it's just uh it's not easy doing this stuff you know and when when you know but i'll tell you what i'll tell you one thing like i can speak for this myself like when you're fully immersed in the mission when you're just like going 
You know what I mean? Like, like pretty much my whole life is these days is just immersed in all these things that I'm just extremely passionate about. And it's just such an amazing place to be. You know what I mean? And he's living that too. So I'm sure despite the ups and downs, you know, I have ups and downs too. You know, it's not always, uh, just like awesome, cool stuff. Like sometimes it's tough, man. Sometimes it's really tough. Like, you know, some of these projects I'm involved in, it's tough. I've had to walk away from some projects. You know what I mean? It's not always just uh, cupcakes and lollipops and just really cool, awesome stuff. It's not easy, but it is invigorating. It's always invigorating. And uh, what's around the corner? Who knows what's around the corner? I just love it so much, man. So I do want to show just to kind of follow up. So this is uh, if you guys aren't familiar, Corey is uh, has been publishing Liberty Uncensored newspaper, libertyuncensorednp.com, and you can find a link in the episode description. Um, all of the, the PDF versions from former issues are for free, PDF free online. Go read them. They're really cool stuff. Um, he's, they've got some merch there. Uh, you can order, like become a distributor. So you order bundles yourself, and if you have a way to distribute them in your community, he's like trying to distribute to the people for free. You know what I'm saying? So if you're, if you have a product or a service or anything that you feel like advertising with Liberty Uncensored newspaper, if you go to libertyuncensorednp.com and scroll down, you'll see here, there's a Calendly link. You can book an appointment to connect with Corey and talk about, you know, what that looks like. And I'll tell you a funny anecdote, a really crazy story. I've told this on the show before, but I had somebody reach out to me saying that they saw my, an advertisement for, cause I have an advertisement in the show. Cause you know, I help with some stuff with that, with them. Uh, someone reached out to me saying they saw an advertisement for my show in Mexico, they found one of these newspapers in Mexico and reached out to me and said, Hey, I found your show in Mexico. And I was like, Whoa, bro, that kind of blew my mind. Like it kind of, it doesn't sink in. Like when you pay for an advertisement, like this is, these are just tentacles that go all over the realm. Like who knows where those are going to end up and get in front of, you know what I mean? And it was a trip. It was a trip that somebody found my show on an advertisement in, you know, in Mexico. Now, to be fair, it was at the greater reset. Okay. Right. So they were people that were like, you know, on the level already, but still, still, it kind of tripped me out that somebody reached out to me. and was like, Whoa, I found your show in Mexico, dude. Like on a, on a, on a newspaper that was just there. Cause Corey was there and he was handed him out, but still, still it blew my mind. And so who knows as this scales up, it's to all of our interest to spread freedom. It's to, it's in all of our interest to spread Liberty as far as we possibly can. And I've believed in his mission since day one, um, I think that he has just such an, like, he's just so, he's so ambitious with it. And just so like, this is how it's going to be. We're going to give this to the world for free. And I'm like, whoa, that's, that's a big undertaking. He's like, yeah, but we're going to do it. And, and he's doing it and it's tough, man. So if you're out there, if you got a business, if you got anything that you want to advertise that I would suggest try Liberty Uncensored newspaper, super affordable, super good deal. And, uh, I can't say a good enough, good Enough good things about the work that he's doing. And also, I wanted to give a call to action right here, you guys. So let's show Corey a little love from the rebunked audience, right? If you're watching this show right now or if you're watching this show later, just take a quick moment. Go to uh, go to Twitter and go to libertyunp.com. That's the Liberty Uncensored newspaper. Give him a couple follows. Let's get him up past the 333 follower mark. That's ridiculous. That's some bullshit that he's been sitting there getting censored. Look, and he's, he's active on there. But we just can't get him any more. He's not getting any more followers. So let's show him a little love. Everybody go follow Corey right now. You know, I know there's a couple thousand, a few thousand people that watch or listen to this episode. So, you know, go go follow and give him some love, you guys. Just even if a few of you do, that, that would be awesome. So we want to support people that are in the trenches doing this stuff. They're doing it, right? And it's up to us to support that. We have to be the type of person that does that. We have to be the type of person that supports each other, right? And, and a lot of these times, these things that we do to support each other are effortless. Like literally, like if you just go 
I'm like, just like, it goes like this, dude. Just pick up your phone and just go Liberty UNP follow. Bam. You're supporting Liberty right there. You know what I'm saying? You're supporting freedom. You're driving the needle one step further, right? Just go to Liberty UNP.com or Liberty uncensored NP.com newspaper.com. And, uh, just, just scroll. Just take a look. Go read one of the one of the one of the issues. Go look at one of the advertisers. Go buy something from one of the advertisers, right? Like check this out. All right. So if you go to libertycensoredunp.com, these are the sponsors at the bottom, right? How to win in court without a lawyer. Wow, awesome. Let's check out who those guys are, right? I don't know who the hell these people are. I just clicked on their website. The fact that I clicked on their website from Corey's website helps Corey. Just go to the website and click on oh, Tuttle Twins. Tuttle Twins, like kids, like you know. Not uh, just completely woke books. Look, I just clicked on his website from Corey's website. That helps him out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's let's do this. What's this? Oh, satellite phone. Okay, I just clicked on a satellite phone's website from Corey's website. That helps him out. You know what I'm saying? So these are, or let's go to these guys. Who's this? What's this? This looks pretty cool. The Free State Project Online. Wow. So they're sponsors. So if you guys aren't familiar, Free State Project, New Hampshire. It's like a community that are trying to like, uh, I guess I can't speak too much as to it because I don't really know exactly what's going on with it, but I think that they're trying to basically create a free state. Like, I don't know if that's like a, uh, a kind of a, not, what's the word? What's the word? Se secession type thing, but uh, maybe we should learn about them. Let's, let's see what their mission is. Free state project, liberty in your lifetime. The free state project is a mass migration of more than 20,000 people who have pledged to move to New Hampshire for liberty. By concentrating our numbers in a single state, we are maximizing our impact as activists, entrepreneurs, community builders, and thought leaders. Why do they have to pick such a cold place, man? Damn it. Why, couldn't, why don't we just shift the whole thing down to Tennessee? And I'm in, dude. I'm in. Free staters are neighborly, productive folks from all walks of life, all ages, creeds, and colors who are on a mission to prove that more liberty leads to more prosperity for everyone. Those in New Hampshire are reaping the, the movement's benefits both in our freedom and our, in our quality of life, but our ultimate goal is to set an example for the rest of the world. Great. Fantastic. And you see, to me, that's like you don't even need to secede. You don't need to get the, the government or the lack of, like, create an alternative, gov alternative government or anything. It's just like, no, we're just saying we're free and we're living free, period, you know? So interesting stuff so you see all the things that we just did there we just supported liberty uncensored newspaper and i didn't spend a penny did you see me spend anything did you see me pull out my wallet i didn't pull out anything but i i supported the work that Corey's doing at libertyuncensored.com right or liberty un uncensored np.com um let's just take a look at one of the issues why not let's do that let's have a blast let's do this okay so this is the most recent one uh this is issue eight um let me see PDF uh, downloadable version. Here we go. We'll just add to cart. Zero dollars. View cart. Zero dollars. I might have to check out and add some stuff. Possibly. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Here, I'm going to... I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and do this real quick. I'm going to fill this out. And uh, we're going to check out what this uh, what this newspaper is all about. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go... Armstrong... Phone number on there, and then I agree. Now we're not gonna, we're gonna agree to that. Zero dollars, zero freaking dollars, guys. That's it. Bam. Okay. Oops. Let's see. Did I just have? Let's do this. What did that just happened? Hold on. I think it might have just got emailed to me. Oh, yeah. There we go. Download. Okay. There we go. Bam. Okay. Cool. So we're going to check out this newspaper here real quick. There you go. Okay. Hold on. Now I got to switch my screen sharing stuff here real quick. Hopefully you guys are, are still with me here. Let's see. 
Share screen. Let's see. There we go. All right. Let's check this out. So this is the most recent edition of the Liberty Uncensored newspaper. Let's see. Can you guys see that? Yeah. Uh, oh, where do go? Don't declare. Just do. Um, this is an article by Ernest Hancock. Freedoms Phoenix. Look at that. Freedomsphoenix.com. I know he's speaking of like newspapers. So uh, Ernie, Ernie's been, you know, crushing doing, you know, print holding your hand newspapers for decades. You know what I mean? He's like the, the, the progenitor of that, like for the freedom movement. So there's a Liberty Uncensored on, on Odyssey. There you go. The private search engine that pays you. Is that pre-search? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old pre-search. Um, real news, real life. Advertiser donate. Hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. Oh, look at that. There's a autonomy. Look at Richard, big Richard Grove's got a full autonomy advertisement page there. Invest in the revolution. We have entered the, the end game. The forces of tyranny, transhumanism, technocracy have played many of their cards in the hopes of engaging the control apparatuses that have been constructing for generations. What is this? Oh, look at that. Oh, Rebug News. Oh, there's a nice little Rebug News advertisement there. Let's see. Revolution to Renaissance. Ooh, this is probably one of the featured articles. All written by Corey Haig. Fantastic. Um, look at this. Look at this. We got we got little memes. We got art. Um, the right to bear arms. Ooh, wonder what this is. Oh, look at that. My boy, Hervoy Morich has a advertisement in there. Geopolitics and Empire. Shout out to Hervoy. Um, this article is by Kurt Robinson. Very interesting. Very interesting. Beautifulpodcast.com. What else we got here? Naming names. Who are the globalist parasites behind the pandemic? 9-11, CBDCs, chemtrail. Ooh, I like this. So we got a list of names here. That's beautiful. Uh, oh, what's up? We got, oh, Zoe's advertising in here. My Life in the Thrill Kill Medical Cult. Yeah. Her new book is coming out and her Substack. Look at that. Good job, Zoe. Supporting freedom. That's awesome. Um, let's see. We got, we got a message to the editor. Message from the editor, Corey Haig. Look at all that. And it's just like a, a conglomeration of all the cool stuff, like Jack Lowe Freedom Festival. Bam, good for them for supporting freedom. So there you go, you guys. Like that's, 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 and I got all that. I'm still, look at, I'm still supporting Liberty Uncensored newspaper and I still haven't spent a penny yet. Haven't spent a penny yet. Haven't done it. Haven't done it. You know what I mean? But you know, there are, there are ways to donate. You know, if you feel so inclined, you can go donate. Um, let me go back to the main page here. I believe I'm assuming he's got a donation link there. Um, yeah, donate to Liberty Uncensored right there. Um, ooh, yeah, I, I gotta do this again here. Let's go here and let's go here. So, yeah, if you look right there, donate to Liberty Uncensored. Um, looks like you can do crypto stuff at the bottom too. Um, yeah, so there you go, guys. Liberty Uncensored newspaper. So, cool. I mean, I that stuff fires me up. That fires me up when people are that fired up about freedom, liberty, and all that good stuff, man. So that's good stuff. I really appreciate it. So, all right. I think that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Um, no unjected show tonight, you guys. I know this is going to be a double header, but uh, we're going to skip this week. Um, but other than that, um, everything's great. You know, go to unjected.com if you're looking for love, unvaccinated love. Go check out unjected.com. We're crushing over there. Awesome new stuff coming out like this within the next month. Like things are going to start ramping up. You know, we've got a, like a brand new full-time developer team on site. Who's going to be just doing all kinds of massive site upgrades and improvements. I know a lot of you have been asking for certain features to be added and we're listening to everything. And a lot of that's coming. So just hang tight. We wanted to get the website out as quickly as possible. 
and now we're just making it great. So just stand by, be with us, be patient. All of you are. Hopefully you guys are meeting each other on there, getting to know each other. Maybe some of you are finding love. I had one person email me and was like, how do I deactivate my account? I think I found my forever person on Unjected. I was like, yes, victory, victory. That's how we do. That's how we roll. All right. Much love, everybody. Um, next week. Who do I got next week? Let me see here. Um, let's see how. Oh, I got a special. Okay, so tomorrow I'm going on. Um, Shelby and I from Unjected are going on uh, Billy Ray Valentine's show, uh, America Unplugged. That'll be at 12 Eastern time uh, with Billy Ray Valentine and Tony Arburn. That's tomorrow, Saturday. And then Sunday, I got a special episode for you guys. I have the great Francis Richard Connolly the producer of um, JFK to 9-11. Everything is a rich man's trick, right? I've had him on a few times. Always a great conversation. He's loaded for bear. He sent me so many links. He's like, we need to talk about this and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, all right, Francis, we're getting in. We're we're getting into it, dude. So we got Francis on Sunday at noon uh, Eastern. No, wait, see, one o'clock Eastern, noon my time. So make sure you're there for that. Um, Who else do I got? Um, I might have to get, I, I got some other folks. I'm gonna have to check here. That's not the right calendar. Let's see here. Um, I've got, oh, I'm going on Rea- reality czar show next week. I think I have to book somebody for midweek for my show, or I might just do that. Um, I've got a few other coming upcoming interviews. I'm working on confirming. I want to do some more flat earth episodes. Um, a couple of people I'm talking to trying to get them on the show. So yeah, dude, it's going to be fun. So, uh, come hang out Sunday, Francis Richard Connolly, and, uh, we're going to just, uh, keep this gravy train rolling. All right, guys, much love to all of you. I'll catch you later. Peace.